0: You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Welcome to another edition of Luke's English Podcast. And in this episode, you're going to learn lots of really good, really useful, very common, natural vocabulary and expressions, all of them related to the subject of childhood, growing up, And school days okay now what I've done here is I I was just thinking about like my childhood days gone by and I just wrote down a list of sort of just expressions that I think people would commonly use when they're talking about growing up uh, being a child going to school that kind of thing so what I've done is I've written down a list of things that sort of happened to me when I was a kid the things I did when I was a kid uh, what, what my experience of school was like and I've tried to include in it lots of phrasal verbs and lots of other expressions which I think are very common uh, related to this subject okay so what we're going to do first is uh, I'm just going to kind of tell you about my childhood and my experience of growing up and my school days um, and in that you'll hear loads and loads of different expressions so first time round just listen to it carefully maybe try to identify some of the sort of natural expressions that I'm using. Then when I finish doing that, I will go through each expression uh, in a bit more detail and kind of explain how they're used and what they mean okay so let's let's get started so childhood my childhood well i was I was born um, I was born uh, in nineteen seventy seven Um, And, in fact, my mum gave birth to me uh, on a Sunday in 1977. My parents decided to name me Luke. They decided to call me Luke. Now, I wasn't named after Luke Skywalker, even though uh, I wasn't in 1977. I wasn't named after Luke Skywalker from Star Wars, although I am a big Star Wars fan. I've always loved Star Wars, but I wasn't named after him. And um, I wasn't named after Cool Hand Luke, Paul Newman movie either Um, instead I was actually named after my great-great-grandfather who was also called Luke and uh, my mum in particular really looked up to him because he was like a very successful person in our family And uh, um, so basically my mum really looked up to him so they decided to kind of I think they liked the name Luke anyway but they also partly wanted to name me after uh, my great-great-grandfather so I grew up In West London Um, that's where we lived in a place called Ealing in West London so that's where I grew up initially Um, in fact I grew pretty quickly Um, my parents used to measure me uh, on the wall so I'd stand on the wall and they'd use a pencil to mark a line on the wall and then every few months or something they'd measure me again and we could see how much I'd grown So I grew pretty quickly, like most kids grow pretty fast. Uh, I was brought up by my parents, of course. My parents brought me up, I think, to be quite a good lad. Um, My parents were quite strict sometimes, but not too strict. Uh, I don't think I was spoiled as a child either. Um, I mean, there were plenty of things that we weren't allowed. For example, we weren't allowed to watch James Bond movies or or The A-Team. I wasn't allowed to have a TV in my bedroom, for example. Uh, I wasn't allowed to eat uh, too many sweets, things like that. Um, uh, But they weren't too strict either. My parents were comfortable with money but not really well-off or rich or wealthy but they were just comfortable so i wasn't really born with a silver spoon in my mouth or anything like that i'm, I'm just from a normal family uh, my parents and family uh, used to say that i looked uh, that i took after my dad they they said that i really took after my dad because i looked like him and i was quite sporty and good at music like him so i also i could be a bit naughty and badly behaved at times and my parents would sometimes tell me off and send me to my room but it was never that serious Um, actually I went through quite a kind of naughty phase I was quite stubborn for a few few years I remember like my mum having trouble kind of like if she, if, uh, she took me to the shops when we walked back if I was kind of like annoyed or something I would just stop walking and say I'm not moving you know can I so I was quite naughty and uh, a bit stubborn but I grew out of it actually I grew out of that phase Um, I have an older brother so I uh, would get a lot of his old clothes Um, um, so I'd wear his hand-me-down clothes um, and we also used to play with toys that had been handed down by my dad and my uncle so we had all these old toys that we used to play with that had been handed down by uh, my my father uh, I, I, I kind of went through a sort of lying phase for a little while when I was a kid I think that's quite normal for children and, and my parents would sort of suspect that I was lying about something um, you know they would know that I was telling fibs or telling tall tales and they just sort of make me own up to it you know but I got over my lying phase and I kind of grew out of it um, I was quite hyperactive as a kid I always had um, you know too much energy I was always full of beans uh, my parents would wonder where I'd get my energy from um, it turns out the orange squash that I used to drink when I was a kid was just full of e-numbers so full of chemicals that made me hyperactive Um, and um, sometimes my brother and I would stay up late listening to the radio or playing with our Star Wars figures Uh, obviously we had to be very quiet because we weren't allowed to stay up past uh, a certain time I used to look up to my older brother quite a lot Um, he's only two years older than me but that's quite a lot when you're a kid so you know I used to look up to him he had cool friends I'd sort of enjoy hanging out with him and kind of watching him do, do his artwork. He used to do lots of art, and I'd kind of sit there watching him do his art, so I kind of looked up to him. Um, to be honest, I was probably quite an annoying little brother, and sometimes he would just tell me to get lost, and things like that. Um, birthdays and Christmas were always really great days, and I'd look forward to them so much that I'd be literally counting down the days before my birthday, and then I wouldn't be able to sleep the night before. Uh, when you're a kid, uh, teeth, your teeth are quite important uh, because really your first set of teeth, your, your baby teeth or your milk teeth, they kind of would, would fall out sometimes and that was always quite a big event when a tooth came out and you'd try to keep the tooth and then put it under your pillow uh, for the tooth fairy who would come in the night and replace it with a coin this is like one of those things that you believe when you're a child the only thing is that I was actually scared uh, of the tooth fairy I was I was afraid of it uh, frightened of the tooth fairy and so what well, I would actually put my pillow outside my room in the hallway with the tooth under it and then that way the the tooth fairy didn't have to come into my bedroom because I was scared of it it's kind of pathetic I know um I also found out when I was a child that that Father Christmas, uh, Santa Claus, wasn't real. When one night I couldn't sleep because I was too excited, and um, sometime during the night someone entered the room and started filling my stocking with presents. I thought it was Father Christmas, so I pretended to be asleep, but I secretly watched him. It was my dad, um, and he wasn't even dressed as Santa. So obviously then I realised that Santa didn't really exist. Um, I went to a nursery school, which is a kind of pre-school, when you're about sort of three or four years old. And all I remember doing there is just playing games. Um, then I, I went to quite a normal, comprehensive state school. Um, in the UK here, um, in, in Britain, um, the, the names of our schools can be a bit confusing. Because basically, first of all, you have comprehensive schools. And those are ones which are paid for by the government. So they're like state schools, free schools, let's say. Comprehensive schools or state schools. Then you've got uh, private schools, which are... um, You you have to pay to go to one of those schools. So you have to pay. And most of them have kind of entry-level exams. You have to be a certain level of student to to get into a private school. And then your parents have to pay. Okay, But then you've got the top-level schools and those strangely are called public schools. Now, uh, public schools are actually just private schools. They're very exclusive private schools. And what we would call a public school would be a comprehensive school, right? So actually in, the, in England, a public school is like mm-hmm. a very, very, um, el- um, very difficult to get into uh, and very expensive, uh, very high level. These are schools like Eton and Harrow. Um, Prince William went to Eton, I think am just going to give you an example of what kind of school that is so I just went to comprehensive school um, and uh, the, the first school you go to is your uh, primary school that's from age about 5 to 11 and then from primary school you, you move on to secondary school uh, secondary school would be kind of 11 to about 15 or 16 years old and then if you can if you can leave school then and get a job if you want but if you choose to you can go on to study more uh... and you would do um, you'd probably go to a college like a sixth form college Um When you're you're 15 or 16, you take exams called GCSEs. And most people take about nine subjects. Things like English language, English literature, history, geography, uh, physics, biology, chemistry, um, stuff like, you know, maths, um, maybe French, um, drama, music, uh, things like that. Um, And then after that, you go on to do A-levels which is the next level of qualification. You take your A-levels when you're about 18 years old and most people take about three A-levels or maybe about six AS levels. Uh, And then once you get your A-levels, you can then um, apply to go to university and you need certain number of A-levels to get into good universities. In the universities here, you've got basically like, Probably like three types of university here. The most famous ones are obviously Oxford and Cambridge. They're very well established, very famous universities. And those two universities together are called Oxbridge. So if you went to an Oxbridge university, it means you go to a very good university. Then the next level of university, and, and these are also excellent places, these, the next level down, would be the red brick universities, and they're called that because they're typically, the buildings are made using red brick, because they were built, um, let's see, around the turn of the century, maybe a bit earlier than then, um, so that was the, the typical of the architecture at the time, though, buildings would be constructed using red bricks, so those are the red brick universities, and they're very good. Then uh, the third level of university would be the ex polytechnic universities or former polytechnic universities a polytechnic college actually um, sort of 20 or 30 years ago would have been uh, a college of further education that specialized in technical qualifications and they actually gained the right to be called universities some time ago and then they offered similar courses to the other universities in the country and those are called ex polytechnic universities Um, or ex-polys. I went to an ex-polytechnic university called uh, Liverpool John Moores and actually the department in which I studied was very good, it had a very good reputation. So all of those universities are sort of three types of university. So I I went to primary school when I was a kid, of course. I absolutely hated my first day. I didn't want to go at all. My mum had to drag me in to the building, literally, and I cried. It was an absolute nightmare. But, you know, I got used to it slowly. And uh, when I was nine years old, my dad got a promotion in his job. And so we moved out of London and we moved to an area basically in the countryside just in the middle of nowhere and so we moved from like the city out into the countryside which was quite a big change I went to a countryside school which was quite weird because I was uh, a city lad you know I was from the city a city kid Um, and all the other kids kind of picked on me because I talked differently I didn't really get bullied but I did get picked on eventually I I learned to stand up for myself and the other kids stopped picking on me now i wasn't really a swat or a teacher's pet but i was quite bright if a little bit cheeky at times i was quite cheeky to my teachers but i got away with it because basically i was i was nice a couple of times i got told off by teachers, um, I got a couple of detentions, and I had to write lines as punishment. Um, the, in those days, there was no physical punishment at school. Uh, the cane had been like banned some years before. Um, so Now, I usually did my homework, although sometimes I didn't do it, and I'd have to give some kind of bad excuse, like I lost it or something like that. Some kids were really badly behaved. They'd kind of bunk off school or bully the other kids some and some kids got expelled or suspended Um, my school was a bit rough but you know that's quite normal really for comprehensive schools obviously I had to wear a uniform in every school I went to I had to wear a uniform in my secondary school my uniform was that I had to wear black trousers black shoes a white or grey shirt a black blazer which had a badge on it and a school tie which had a particular colour. My my school tie was black with red diagonal stripes, and my previous school was a blue tie with yellow stripes across it. So I had to wear a uniform, um, which I think is quite good, really. It's quite a good idea to make kids wear uniforms, because at least it makes all the children kind of the same. You know, you don't get that sense that some some of the kids are very poor, some of the kids are kind of very rich or well-off. Instead, if they all wear the same clothes, it means they're kind of on an equal kind of level, which I think is a good thing. Um, You also get the idea that when when you're in a uniform, it feels like you're being prepared for work. You know, like later on when you wear a suit, when you go to work, it feels like you're wearing a school uniform. So it's, I guess it's kind of quite clever really as a way of training people to be a f- little bit formal or something, I don't know. Um, so I started growing up into my teenage years, So I became a teenager, um, I became an adolescent, you know I went, had all those physical changes, I went through puberty um, and uh, basically I got through school okay despite the difficulties that you typically go through when you're a kid. In the UK, secondary school can be quite tough because of peer pressure from the other kids. You feel very sensitive at that time. And it's hard because you're really learning who you are. There's lots of hormones racing around inside your body and you're changing a lot physically. It can be very embarrassing at that time of your life. Now in the UK, you have to just kind of get by without losing the respect of the other kids. You have to be quite popular in order to just avoid embarrassment or avoid being picked on and bullied. Um, you have to try and impress girls, uh, avoid the bullies, be popular, be quite good at sport, or if you're not good at sport, you have to be funny. Um, you shouldn't be too geeky or swatty. You should basically avoid trouble with the teachers. Do your work, get good results, and keep your parents happy. That's basically what, you, what you've got to achieve at school. It can be hard. I survived by playing football just all the time. I was completely obsessed with football, and every moment would be spent playing football or thinking about football. I also learned to play the piano, and that was like my own private thing that I'd do on my own, just play the piano. That was a very nice experience, and I kind of learned that I had some kind of skill as a musician. Um, I kind of lived in my own world, really. Um, I feel like I was just kind of slightly disconnected just in my own world. I listened to like lots of good music on my Walkman all the time. And I had all these tapes that had been given to me by my uncle and my dad. And they listened to lots of really good music. So I was listening to things like Jimi Hendrix and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and things like that and the Clash and the Sex Pistols and these great, bands that um, I've been introduced to and I was like at 13 years old I was listening to this music on my my uh, walkman all the time. So I think like um, none of my friends really liked that music until later, until they left school and then they decided that they liked that music. So personally I, f- I feel like I was quite ahead of my time in that way. Um, you know, adolescence gave me lots of spots. I had lots of like spots on my face. I had greasy hair. I was quite self-conscious and awkward you know I was really too embarrassed to be cool so I used to just make lots of really bad jokes all the time nothing's really changed there I'd I'd imagine I was quite kind of awkward quite uncomfortable with girls Um, I was you know fairly popular with them but I couldn't really imagine having a girlfriend because I just wasn't really confident enough Um, I studied quite well at school Um, I mean I often would lose concentration but I was quite imaginative, so I did alright. I got quite good GCSEs and um, particularly in uh, drama and music um, and uh, I left school at 16 and I went to college um, and uh, that was really quite a different world and um, I kind of realized that when I left school it was brilliant. I, I, I just sort of didn't have to wear a uniform at college, And I was with lots of other kids of the same age as me from different places that had never met me before. And I really felt like I could sort of become myself. And I actually learned to have a personality, I think, for the first time when I went to college. And then I kind of grew up and um, um, sort of became an adult. And that's a that's a separate uh, story, that one, separate podcast. So there you go. That's a little story of kind of uh, my childhood there. Just a very brief uh Sort of summary of what it was like to be a kid. Uh, I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. That's kind of what it was like. Um, So you might, you may have heard lots and lots of um, expressions in there. You might have heard some language you didn't understand, some expressions that you may have heard before, but you're not sure what they mean, or just some things that um, you've heard many times and you know what they mean, and you think, oh, that's great. I already know that expression, that's very good. Um, So what I'd like to do now is just go back through uh, everything I've just said there and look at some of the specific expressions and bits of language that I used. Right, so there's so much language so many expressions that I just used there let's go through them um, first one I was born right so obviously I'm sure you know that expression to be born Like I was born he was born fine in 1977 obviously we use a preposition like that with a year so when you are describing the year then you say in like in 1977 in 1993 whatever so um, my mum gave birth to me or she had me that means the actual physical act of like you know um, producing a child in a hospital Um, you give birth to someone so my mum gave birth to me Um, so uh, to name some I said I said, my parents decided to name me Luke or to call me Luke. To name a child is just to give the child its name. Um, and then I said, I wasn't named after Luke Skywalker. To be named after someone. To be named after someone. I wasn't named after Luke Skywalker. So to be named after someone means to be given the same name as someone else. So it could be the same name as someone older than you in your family, or maybe just named after a famous person. Uh, for example, recently, David Beckham and Victoria Beckham had a baby girl, and I think they ne- decided to, to, to name her Harper Seven. Now, they the, the word Harper, they chose that because of the author of a great book called To Kill a Mockingbird, and that was written by Harper Lee, and apparently, They love that book, so they decided to name their daughter after Harper Lee, the writer of um, To Kill a Mockingbird, right? So in in my case, uh, my parents decided to name me after, uh, or I was named after my great-great-grandfather, so like a a person in my family. Now, my mum really looked up to him to look up to someone to look up to someone that means that you um can you look up to someone younger than you I think you can if you look up to someone it just means you really respect them you think that they're great and you really respect who they are so it could be for anyone anyone older than you or younger than you um usually it's someone that you know I think uh, normally someone you know like a friend or a member of your family uh, to look up to someone. So my mum really looked up to my great-great-grandfather because he was a very successful person. You know, he was a, a businessman and so on. Um, so I grew up in West London, and I grew pretty quickly. Now, the difference between to grow and to grow up, well, to grow up means to sort of slowly change from being a, a young child to an older child to an adult. So it's that process of... Uh, changing from a child into a teenager and a teenager into an adult to grow up, right? Um, But to grow, it's just like physically to become taller. Just like the way a plant grows, you also grow, you become taller, right? So uh, I grew pretty quickly. I was brought up by my parents. I was brought up by my parents. That means they were responsible for helping me to grow up right so they educated me looked after me and so on so they brought me up another way of saying that is that they raised me so I was raised by my parents or I was brought up by my parents okay Um, so they brought me up to be quite a good lad a lad is an informal word for like a young man a lad so I was quite a good lad my parents were quite strict strict means tough You know, imposing lots of discipline and punishments. Strict. They were they were quite strict, but not too strict. Um, I I don't think I was spoilt or spoiled as a child. Now, if you as a child, if you're spoiled or spoilt, it means that your parents going to give you everything that you want, and then eventually, because you always get everything you want, you become like really sort of horrible demanding child who expects to have everything that they want at all times and nothing is good enough. So that's like a spoilt child. Some of my friends were quite spoilt when I was a kid and I'd go to their house and they would have everything, all the newest computer games, all the newest toys, but they were never really happy with any of it. Whereas with me and my brother, we had some new toys, but we were quite happy to just be creative with the old stuff that we had. Um, so we weren't really spoiled or spoiled. Um, there were plenty of things that we weren't allowed to do. So to be allowed to do something to be allowed to do something that's uh, you know when you're given permission to do it so there were lots of things that we weren't allowed to do for example we, we weren't allowed to watch James Bond or the A-Team I had no TV in my room and so on no, not too many sweets in British English we say sweets in America they say candy or candy uh, so we call them sweets uh, my parents were quite comfortable but not really well-off or rich or wealthy so well-off It's just another word for kind of rich. Wealthy is another word for rich, basically. Um, Oops, I've just lost my page. Um, Here we go. So uh, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth. If you're born with a silver spoon in your mouth, it it means you're born into kind of an advantage. So you're born into a rich family, for example. Like Prince William, you know, was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. Like, for example, Um, my parents and my family said that I I took after my dad. So if you take after someone, it means that you look like someone who is older than you in your family. Um, You look like them and also your, your personality is quite similar too. So you take after someone older than you. You can't take after uh, a friend. You can only take after someone in your family who's older than you. So I took after my dad because I looked like him and also I was, I was good at sports and I, I was good at music, the same as my dad. Um, so I could be a bit naughty so if you're naughty as a child it means you're kind of bad like a bad boy you know bad child Um, so naughty a naughty child would like do things that they shouldn't do uh, maybe lie uh, occasionally things like that sort of get into trouble at school so I was quite naughty and a little bit badly behaved at times so badly behaved that means that you do the do bad things as a kid the opposite of that is well behaved if you're well behaved it means you do all the right things and you make your parents happy Um, so I was sometimes I was badly behaved my parents would tell me off and send me to my room so to tell someone off uh, means to like you know angrily reprimand someone. So, you know, like if a child uh, does something wrong, then the parents will tell him off. Like, I've told you not to do that. Don't Don't you listen to me? I told you not to do that. Now go straight to your room and don't come back. You know, that kind of thing. So to tell someone off. So my parents would tell me off sometimes. They'd send me to my room, but it was never really that serious. I went through a naughty phase A phase is like a period of time, like a sort of short period of time. So if you go through a naughty phase, it means you go through a period where you're kind of naughty. So I went through a naughty phase. I was quite stubborn. Stubborn means that if you don't want to do something, you won't do it. Right, like a donkey. You know the animal, the donkey? It's quite stubborn. If it doesn't want to move, you can't make it move so stubborn i was a little bit stubborn sometimes but i grew out of it i grew out of it so if you grow out of something it means that as you become older you stop doing something or you change slightly so as i got older i stopped being naughty and stubborn i grew out of it um i i I said i've got an older brother I'd, i'd get a lot of his old clothes um his hand me down clothes so hand me downs hand me down hand me downs are like old clothes that uh, usually like your older brother or sister has has grown out of and they give them to you and you wear them. So hand-me-down clothes. We also, we also used to play with toys that had been handed down by my dad. If you hand something down or if something is handed down, it means it passes from one generation to the next generation. So you can hand down like toys or you can hand down stories as well, uh, handed down from generation to generation. Um, I went through a lying phase. So that's a period of time when I was lying a bit. Um, my parents would kind of know that I was telling fibs, a fib or telling fibs, uh, fibs are little lies or telling tall tales. If you're telling tall tales, it means you're telling lies and they would make me own up to it. So to own up to something is to admit. So I would go, yes, I'm lying. Okay, I admit it and I'd cry or something. So to own up to it. Um, I grew out of my lying phase, I was quite hyperactive, if you're hyperactive it means you have too much energy and you're running around, you know, running around with far too much energy, I was full of beans, if you're full of beans it means you're full of energy, I think that's probably because beans are actually full of protein and carbohydrate and energy, so if you're full of beans it means you're full of energy, my parents would wonder where I got my energy from, and it turns out the orange squash that I used to drink was full of E numbers so orange squash is a kind of orange drink it's cordial, you add some of it to a glass and then you fill it up with water and I used to drink this bright orange squash and it was of course full of E numbers those are chemicals that begin with the letter E for example E102 which uh, was the chemical that made kids very hyperactive and it used to come in orange squash and ice cream um sometimes my brother and i would stay up late so if if you stay up late it just means that you don't go to sleep you know you just stay awake uh don't go to sleep at night so we'd stay up late playing with star wars figures those are the toys that you get you know from the star wars movies um, we weren't allowed to stay up. Um, I, I used to look up to my older brother a lot. So I've already explained to look up to someone. It means to kind of respect them. So I used to think my brother was cool because he had like cool friends and he was good at art. Um, uh, but I was probably quite annoying, quite irritating. So sometimes he would just tell me to get lost Get lost means go away. It's the sort of thing you would say to a child. Just get lost, meaning go away. Uh, birthdays and Christmas were always great. I'd look forward to them. So if you look forward to something or look forward to doing something, it means that you really want it to happen. You can't wait. You're really excited about something that's going to happen. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, so um, I'd look forward to my birthday. Um, the teeth, of course... My um, like milk teeth would would fall out and so on. I explained all of that, um, and then Santa and all that stuff. So and then I went to school and I, I t- explained the details of, um, of of the different school systems we have in the UK. Uh, and then my dad got a promotion and we moved into the countryside, into the middle of nowhere if something is in the middle of nowhere it's in a very deserted remote area with like not much civilization around it so often in the middle of the countryside in the middle of the nowhere in the middle of nowhere so it was a bit strange for me a bit weird uh, the kids picked on me if you pick on someone it means you kind of you know, um, you sort of say, you make jokes about that person, maybe identify things about that person that you don't like and then talk about those things and make the person feel bad. So to pick on someone. So the kids used to pick on me about my accent because i spoke in a different accent because I was from London. So they'd be like, oh, you, why, why have you got a weird accent? What's the matter with you? You know, so they would pick on me. Um, let's see, where am I? Um, they picked on me a bit but I didn't get bullied uh, to bully someone or to get bullied by someone that means that, that that's like more serious than being picked on it's like a kind of sort of like abuse that children give to other children like maybe hitting them or saying very very upsetting things stealing money from them that kind of thing that's being bullied it's very serious um, so I didn't really get bullied um so i learned to stand up for myself if you stand up for yourself it basically means that you defend yourself so if the other kids are picking on me i would say look just shut up yeah you've got a weird voice too you know that kind of thing so i'd stand up for myself um and they stopped picking on me i wasn't a swat or a teacher's pet a swat is someone who just does all their work they're boring because they just do schoolwork. the teacher's pet is like the teacher's favorite student the teacher's pet would sit at the front and try and be very helpful all the time teacher's pet um i was quite bright a little bit cheeky if you're cheeky it means you say slightly rude things but you kind of being funny as well so I was a little bit cheeky with my teachers sometimes and I would say slightly rude things to them but I'd kind of get away with it if you get away with it it means you do something bad but you don't get punished or you don't get caught so I you know for example the bank robbers got away with it they just escaped with the money they didn't get caught so I, I would be a bit cheeky a little bit rude to my teachers sometimes but I would get away with it because I was quite a nice kid really um, so I did you know I, I did get told off by my teachers remember to be told off or to tell someone off is to like you know um, to kind of shout at someone why, why have you done your homework Thompson right in my office now you know that kind of thing so i did get told off i got a couple of detentions a detention is a kind of punishment where for example you have to stay at school at the end of the day Uh, maybe for half an hour you have to stay at school and do some work in the school that's a detention or I had to write lines. So if you write lines, that's a kind of punishment. So typically you'd have to write a line of text over and over and over and over and over again. I remember once having to write the the line, honesty is the best policy because I lied about my homework honesty is the best policy and I had to write honesty is the best policy a hundred times on a piece of paper as a punishment and I have remembered it actually I have remembered honesty is the best policy and I think it's true it is better to be honest as a person if you lie then in the end you just Create problems for yourself later on, so um, there was no physical punishment in school when I was a kid. There was no cane. The cane was like a long, thin piece of wood, and if you were a bad kid, if you were badly behaved, the headmaster would hit you on the hand or maybe on the bottom with the cane, and it apparently was very, very painful. but the cane was banned. It was stopped by the government before I went to school. Now, I usually did my homework, but sometimes I didn't, and I'd have to give excuses. Um, An excuse is a reason why you haven't done something or a reason why you didn't do it, and sometimes it's a lie. So, for example, if someone asks you to go to dinner, but you don't want to go, you'd have to give an excuse. Like you'd say, oh, that sounds great, but I'm really sorry, but tonight I'm washing my hair. For example, that's a typical kind of bad excuse. when you're a kid, you give excuses for not doing your homework. so you say, oh, "I'm really sorry miss um, I, you know my dog ate it my dog ate my homework which a typical bad excuse as a kid. Um, let's see um, so duh, 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 duh. some kids were really badly behaved and they got uh, expelled. Uh, if, if you get expelled from school, it means you have to leave the school and never come back. So you're ejected or e- expelled. Um, some students were suspended. That means that they were just told to leave the school for a, just a period of time. So maybe a few months before they could come back, they were suspended. Uh, my school was a bit rough. So rough means a little bit tough. Maybe a little bit like dangerous, like the other kids were a little bit nasty, you know, they came from quite bad areas, so my school was a little bit rough. But that's quite normal, really, for comp- comprehensive school. I had to wear a uniform, and I explained the uniform thing. I started growing up into my teenage years, so I became a teenager. Obviously, teenage is from when you become 13 to 19 years old. Teen. Teenage. Um, so I became a teenager. I became an adolescent. Adolescent is just that. Um, if you're an adolescent, it means you're changing from being, for example, a child into an adult, like a, a young adult. So it's like the teenage period. I went through puberty. Puberty is the um, the process of. Um, sort of changing into an adult and it means that you you, um, your voice drops, your voice goes deeper um, you start growing hair in different places in your body um, and other changes occur, you start for example becoming much more interested in girls than you were before um, that kind of thing, so I went through puberty um, so I would explained that the school can be quite tough sometimes peer pressure Peer pressure. Your peers are the people on the same level as you, like the same age as you. And so peer pressure comes from the fact that when all your peers are doing something, there's a lot of pressure for you to do it too. Otherwise, you will look like. Um, Like I need, you know, you'll look strange or something. So a lot of peer pressure. Uh, You feel sensitive. Lots of hormones. Hormones are those chemicals that are produced by your body. And they travel around inside your body and they change the way you feel. And when you're a teenager, there are lots of hormones flying around inside you. You're changing a lot physically. It can be very embarrassing. Um, Let's see. um, uh, you, you, You shouldn't be too geeky if you're a geek. It's a bit like a SWOT, just someone who's interested in doing work or maybe working with computers. So that's a geek. You shouldn't try to be too geeky. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Um, this, I, was, I listened to good music on my Walkman. I was quite ahead of my time. If you're ahead of your time, it means that uh, you do things before everyone else does them. So like, for example, David Bowie, the musician was really ahead of his time because he played music and did things that everyone in the 1980s did 10 years later. He'd already done it before. He was really ahead of his time. So I I feel like I was quite ahead of my time because I listened to music that all my friends started listening to like three or four years later. I got spots on my face. Spots are like those red, like red marks you get on your face when you're a teenager. I had greasy hair greasy hair, that's when your hair is like really bad and you have, it's like oil or grease in your hair, you know. So I had spots and I had greasy hair. Um, I was really self-conscious. That means when you're really sort of conscious of yourself, where you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable. I felt really awkward. That means uncomfortable and embarrassed. Um, Yeah, so I studied quite well. I used to lose concentration. Uh, That means that you can't focus a long period of time on your work, your mind wanders away into different areas, so I would lose concentration a lot. Um, And then finally, um, I got my GCSEs and I went to sixth form college and that's another story. So there you go, those uh, are the expressions that I just used in my explanation of my childhood. If you want to see those expressions written down, then I highly recommend that you visit my webpage, and that's TeacherLuke.podomatic.com. And there you will find uh, all of those expressions written down for you. Uh, if you want to know again what they mean, the definitions, just listen to this again. In fact, I highly recommend that you listen to these podcasts more than once. Listen to them like a few times, because with each time you listen to one, you'll really get to know the vocabulary uh, a lot more. So, If you listen to it just once, that's not enough. You need to listen to it a few times to really sort of remember all of the words and expressions that I've explained to you. So that's it. That's it for this episode of Luke's English Podcast. Thank you very much for listening, and I look forward to uh, talking to you again at some point in the very near future. That's it. Bye, 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 bye. bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.podomatic.com. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription. You will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash info